This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Today, I have an interview for us to listen to with the author of Don't Forget to Say Thank You by Lindsay Schlegel. So, welcome, Lindsay. We're happy you're here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So, I was very intrigued. You know, as parents, all we ever do is tell our kids, don't forget to say please, don't forget to say thank you, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. And here your book is don't forget to say thank you. So how did you, the, the, the subtitle, I should also give the subtitle, and other parenting lessons that brought me closer to God. So I think that's a really interesting idea that our kids bring us closer to God. What, how, does that, how does that play into, uh, into the book? Sure. So each uh, chapter of the book takes a phrase that I say to my kids a jillion times a day and looks at it through the lens of God as my father saying it to me as his child. Uh, So a few years ago, I heard my older two boys fighting with each other, Legos or something, you know, something like that. Something was very important to them, but a little trivial to me. And I heard the older one using a phrase that I can't remember what it was, but something that he'd clearly gotten from me. And I realized that I was not being the example to him that I wanted to be. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell him one thing and say another. Um, like when I yell at my kids to be patient or, um, or to be quiet. <laughs> yell at them to be quiet a lot. It still hasn't worked. Not once has it worked. Um, and I was saying these things. Uh, and and I, through prayer, I realized that what I needed to change, like I needed to change something myself if I was going to change something in my kids. I couldn't say one thing and do another. And God led me, the Holy Spirit led me to see that what I needed to hear were the things that were coming out of my mouth um, and helped me rediscover the fact that God is my father and that he loves me um, with an everlasting love and an unconditional love. He loves me like I love my kids, but even more so. And when I could lean on that, um, when I could let myself be his daughter again and stop trying to be so much in charge of things, then parenthood got a little bit easier at least. Um, and I realized that's how he was drawing. He was trying to draw me to himself. He was calling out to me. And the struggle that I thought I had, he was really calling out to me to come closer to him. It's interesting you say that in that parenting became less of a struggle, a little bit easier when you saw God in the everyday. One of the things I noticed about your book is you mentioned St. Ignatius of Loyola a couple of times and the spiritual exercises. Um, that also endeared the book to me personally because I'm a big fan of Ignatius uh, and Ignatian spirituality. So that really resonated with me. Um, and I, so, so Lindsay, you're the mom of how many children and how old um, are they? Oldest is nine. I have one about to turn seven. He may be seven by the time this is alive. Um, <laughs> and I have a four-year-old and uh, getting close to two-year-old and uh, one upstairs, as we say. Our second child, we lost a miscarriage. And I talked about him in the book, too. Okay. All right. So you have four children and uh, one watching over you all, which is always, I think, a big, a big help, right? Um, and so I'm on the opposite end of that 
not with, I do have children, but they're grown. So I have grandchildren. I have a grandson as almost as old as your youngest, uh, almost two, and uh, um, an almost one-year-old. And yet for me, the book was just as applicable as obviously it is to someone in, in your situation who's a mom of young children um, just starting out. Why, why do you think that the book resonates so much with all different age groups? Yeah, I think, I, and I've heard that before, which is so encouraging to me um, because I think it's more, it's more about my relationship with God and my experience as a Catholic woman or a Catholic parent than it is about the age that my children are. Um, I think that what I, what I found in writing the book, what led me to write it was the rediscovery of my vocation and what that vocation means. Um, it's as much about, I think, I think sometimes we get caught up in thinking that raising our children is about their path to holiness. And we forget that it's as much about our path to holiness. Like God called me to be a parent and that's how he's calling me back to himself. So I think that's why it, appeals to broader than, I mean, like the stories that I tell about when my kids are little, um, I mean, hopefully they're kind of funny, even if you're not in the thick of it. Um, but, but the bulk of the book is more, I think people see parenting lessons in the title and they think that it's going to be ways to parent, but it's really about what parenting has taught me. I think that's so important because it's really through our vocation that we attain heaven, right? And so often people who are married, you know, our our purpose in life is to help our spouse get to heaven. And, you know, there are lots of jokes about that. (laughs) Oh, I I do too. Um, After, you know, uh, 36 years of marriage, there are lots of jokes to be made about how how we're helping each other get to heaven, Um, but also our children. And I think you make an important point that, our vocation is our path to holiness. And so what is our vocation? And for so many people now a days, I think, I, I talk to a lot of women especially, and they are so concerned that they're doing it right. Yes. As if right, as if there's one way to be a mom. Right. And is being a mom enough? That's the other question. Yes. That's the other thing I loved about the book, um, that the way you write and the way you tell your story, you real I realized that being a mom is enough. I mean, it's more than enough. I, I personally think it's more than enough. Um, and it disturbs me when women ask that question of themselves. Am I, am I doing it? Is it enough? Right. And that all comes back. I think what that is showing us that we're not really sure if we've, if we're worthy of God's love. Or we still think that somehow we have to earn it or we need to be validated or we need to be affirmed or something. Um, a while back, I did a Bible study, a Jeff Cavins Bible study and um, with some moms. And he, he came to the point that um, he said the whole Bible is, is God saying, do you trust me? Um, which I think is beautiful because when you look at any story in the Bible, that's, I mean, sometimes people say yes and things work out really well. And sometimes people say no and things go horribly wrong. Um, But that's what God's asking us in our vocation too, right? Like, do you trust me? Like I've, I've entrusted these kids to kids to you. Now, do you trust me? Do you trust me that you can lean on me? And do you think that you have to do all of this by yourself? Because you don't like, you're not supposed to be doing this by yourself. I want to help you. I want you to lean on me. I want to be your father. And I think our culture in a lot of ways tells women, I know, especially in my, in my experience, obviously as a woman, 
that we can and should be in control of things. Um, and that leads us to, to those feelings of discouragement and those feelings of not being enough because we can't do it all by ourselves. So when we stop trying to do it all by ourselves and we start doing it the way that he intended us to do it, then it's easier and it's more fruitful. And really, if we're looking for the right way to do it, like that's the right way to do it, right? Is to let God be involved again. Yeah. And, and to let, like you said, not only to let him be involved, but to let him lead us. Right. Because he's not going to lead us down the wrong path. And when we spend a lot of time thinking about how to be the best parent, which is not a bad thing to think about in and of itself, but there isn't one way to do it. And God is going to show you the best way for you and for your children. You know, I think the other thing is, and being the mom of, there were four kids in my family. And so you have four and I'm sure you see how they're, they're all different. Oh my gosh. From, from the moment out of the womb, even in the womb. even before I was going to say, even in the womb, right. Um, they're different. Right. And so you think about this. And so how do you parent all of them? Well, it's not like, you know, if, if you have a really good cake recipe and you follow the recipe the same way every time, you know, like 99% of the time you're going to get the same result. Children are just not like, like okay. cake, <laughs> right? And so a lot of this, lo- even, lo- <laughs> one of my kids doesn't like cake. Not even, well, there you go. Weird. Is that I don't know how you could not like cake, but okay. Um <laughs> So oh. it, the, in the book, the, the, the stories that you tell just reminded me so much of the fact that, you know, you're, you spend so much time trying to teach your children the right thing. And oftentimes it does get turned around that they teach you something. Right. You know, right. If we're willing to listen. That's the tricky bit, isn't it? But I found that that's why I think your book, maybe it could be like required required reading for new moms uh, before they leave the hospital. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm never a good judge if it's a quick read um, because I, uh, I read rather quickly, (laughs) but at any rate, um, just the whole, the whole tone of the book is very relatable uh, and not judgy. I mean, sometimes you read parenting books and you come away thinking, I'm an idiot and a bad yeah. parent. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, right? And I'm, not only am I screwing up my life, I'm ruining my children. So what hope do I have of anything? You know, right. Um, right. this does not read like that at all. Uh, it's honest without being, um, without airing all of your own dirty laundry, which I always find refreshing. Um, it's not like, reading the Jerry Springer show, right? Because that would be bad. Um, but because we've read those books too. Right. right, right. Yeah, and that takes it too far in the other direction. You know, as I was writing it, I was thinking, everything that's in darkness is going to come to light. So like, just be honest and, and be vulnerable. And I think even in conversations with other people, it, when it's appropriate, when we can be vulnerable, then we allow other people to be vulnerable too. And we kind of give each other permission to do that. So that's definitely something I had in mind when I was writing. So I'm really grateful to hear that because that was kind of the goal. Well, I, because when you're vulnerable, then you can have that surrender and then you can learn to rely on God, which is really how we're going to get to heaven because we're right. not getting there of our own accord. No, 
I'm certainly not. <laughs> well, I'm not either. No. So, so it was, yeah. So we, we need God. We need, and I think it's so important to see that it's, it is right in front of you. And for me, it was the words coming out of my mouth. And so, yeah, for a, a, a mom or maybe even a dad of young children, then that may be the way that you see it. But even in an, if your kids are older or maybe even if you don't have kids, like God is speaking to you some way in your life. And like he hasn't, where you are in your life isn't an accident. Um, I think that's kind of what I wanted to broaden, you know, to, to at like at a, at a broader level too. Like for me, it was, I saw it was literally coming out of my own mouth. So like what else is around you that God is saying, look right here. I have this that I want to show you. You know, I think, you know, we ask for a sign. But maybe there's something right in front of us where God is trying to say, this is, here's what I need you to do. Or here's how much I love you. Maybe that's what he's trying to tell us. I think often there's, there's really a lot of maybe in there. I think most of the time what we need is exactly right in front of us. And that God most often is trying to remind us how much he loves us. Um, a couple of other features of, of the book that would make it great for group study, I think, are the reflection questions at the end of each chapter. And then you give a saint, you talk briefly about a saint, and then also um, a brief like Catholic teaching, I'll call it, um, which I think is really a nice, it was all woven together very nicely. Uh, and again, not heavy handed, um, which I think is really, really important. Um, so I think it would be a great book uh, to use with a group of, of ladies um, to do a study together, you know, get together. Um, once a week would be great if people could swing that, right? Um, and you said uh, the book is published by Ave Maria Press. Yep. And you mentioned that there's a group study guide on the website. Yep. So there's a group study guide. It's available on the publisher's website on the books page. And it's also the same thing is available on my website. If you scroll down to the book, it says get your, you know, your free study guide right here. Okay. So it's some notes about how to gather people together. If you haven't done, if you ha don't already have a book club, it's not something you don't have to have a book club, right? To have a book study. Um, and I talk about uh, praying to the, asking the Holy Spirit who maybe needs this right now, because maybe the person you're thinking doesn't and maybe someone you're not thinking of really does um and just some ideas of how to gather and how to organize things so it's all everything's there for you that's great so and i will put links to all of that in our show notes um so just we just have like about a minute or two left is there anything else you want to tell us about the book or anything in particular you want us to take away from this um I think just knowing that God loves you exactly as he's created you. Um, and if you can remind yourself of that every day, I know as a mom, as a woman, as a human, there's a lot of things in the world that tell us that we're not enough and that we should be something else. Um, and that's never, it's never really articulated what else we should be, or if it is, it's lies. Um, so just to know that you're enough. Um, one other thing on my website, there's these little daily mirror affirmation cards and it has a little quote from the book. Um, kind of paraphrased and it's two spots where you write your name in. Um, so you can download them, print them out, give them to friends, share them with your book club. Um, and I recently put one up in my bathroom. I mean, they were basically words that I wrote, but still, since I put it up and started reading it every day, I've, I've noticed a change in the way that I am, the way I behave towards myself and the way I behave towards other people. Just that reminder that you are loved simply for who you are. 
you were created exactly as you were meant to be, um, and and you're loved, and you and you don't need to prove anything. So just go, you know, be the hands and feet that you need to be. That's that is a great way to wrap it up, and I'm going to leave it right there and say thank you very much, and I've enjoyed talking with you, and hopefully I will get to see you again someday in in real life. I hope so. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really love the opportunity to speak with other people on this podcast and just learn a little bit about their story and their faith journey. And today's conversation with Lindsay Schlegel, uh, of course, was no exception to that. So I just love her book and I really want to encourage everyone out there who wants to have a closer walk with the Lord to take a look at that book and to really look at how Oftentimes, the things we are saying to other people, like Lindsay found out, are the things that God is probably saying to us as well, because they reflect our behavior and our attitudes, not only toward the people around us, but in our relationship with Him as well, in our relationship to Him as well. So, that... uh, great time and I do hope one day to be able to actually meet her in real life. So it's time now for our Not Lukewarm Challenge and you may be listening to this uh, at the time it actually drops which will be December 13th which uh, is just very close to Christmas or you might be listening to this at some other time but either way our challenge I think is going to fit for anyone who works, lives, moves in the world. We often, when things are not going our way, when we have a lot of things going on, we become a little stressed, and sometimes that stress in our lives causes us to be less polite or thoughtful or kind than usual. And so our challenge this week is just going to come right from Lindsay's book, Don't Forget to Say Thank You. Don't forget to say please. Don't forget to ask for help. Don't forget to have patience. Don't forget to be kind. So as you're going about your daily life this week, uh, whether it be right before Christmas or you're listening to this some other time, really focus on your manners. Your manners, right? It's just as simple as that. Manners maybe are viewed as being a little bit old-fashioned, but you know what? You cannot... Uh, have any substitute for good manners. And no matter what time of year it is, it's important to have good manners. My parents stressed good manners all the time with us. Um, You know, good manners don't cost you any money. They don't really cost you any more time, though we sometimes think they do. Uh, They don't cost you anything. And I think you gain so much from good manners in general, and especially if you have children, because as we know, those of us who have children or work with children, uh, they're always watching us, and they look to your behavior as a barometer as to how they should behave, and so having good manners is helpful for everyone all around. So that's my challenge to you this week, uh, to have good manners. I'm sure you already do have good manners, but... uh, be on the lookout for those times where maybe we're a little bit short-tempered or impatient and we forget to say, hi, how are you, before we ask for the laundry list of what we need from someone. Um, 
So take the time to, to say those niceties. Please, thank you. I'm sorry. Can I help? What can I do? All of those things that make life a little more smooth. So have a wonderful week. God bless you. And I will see you again soon.